Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today's show is called Shifting the World One Person at a Time. I thought while uh, today everyone was uh, shifting, in a sense, uh, in reaction to news and in reaction to the event of the uh, North Korean nuclear bomb test, that... um, Rather than go right for that and discuss that, as um, I'm sure you've been hearing on all sorts of other media, that um, what we needed right now was a bit of a uh, a shot of something positive in our life, and we needed to shift our consciousness. And that led me to today's guest, whose name is Nicole Casanova, and she is the CEO and the heart behind a company that she founded called Exponential Growth. And that company is has also been become involved in producing a game called Shift, which is more than a game. It's really uh, a game that one plays as if your life depends upon it, because it does, in a sense. And um, they, well, I will let uh, Nicole tell you about it, but they have started a... a um, Oh, a, a sort of universal event where um, they are asking people to shift consciousness between now and uh, January 1st, 2007. And I think that uh, <laughs> there's no doubt that our world uh, needs a large shift in consciousness on a personal level, a uh, national level, and an international mm-hmm. level. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi. Um First of all, before I ask you about all these different programs and philosophies that you have, um, I think that it would be important for people to know, to understand where you're coming from um, as far as your own life and what drove you uh, in this direction. Right. I can give you some details. Let's see. I can start way back and tell you that I was um, born the daughter of a a Jewish mother and a Catholic father, so you can already see where um, there are some differences there. And I grew up in Miami, and this was back when, probably when Miami Vice was in its heyday, and Miami was pretty much like what Scarface is, and I lived um, kind of the glamorous life. I led a dual life where I was a very good student. I um, actually wound up getting a master's by the age of 22, so I was excelling in school, and at the same time, I was um, I was into drugs, I was selling drugs, I was dating the biggest drug dealers. It was a really glamorous life, and <laughs> if you can call that glamorous, and um, the, there was a pattern within me of of self destruction that kind of continued for years and years. And I went to San Francisco, and I had done my masters at about. Um, 
was I? I was 21. It was 95, and I did my master's in targeted marketing on the web. So I went to San Francisco where the internet was happening, and I sought my fortune and fame, and actually did very well. Made a lot of money there, and was very successful. Um, I worked for companies that went public. I one year I was over my quota by 600. No, by 6.5 million dollars over my quota. So here I am making all this money, very successful, still doing very destructive things. And at the same time, I was introduced to a woman named Dorothy DeVac. And um, Dorothy exposed me to something called A Course in Miracles. And the course is a philosophy that basically teaches your thoughts create your reality. Up until then, I was pretty sure that I was just a victim of the world, you know, these things just happened to me. I wasn't responsible. There was no way that I was attracting, you know, the non-committal boyfriends or, you know, any of the drama that happened in my life. It just happened. And when I got this lesson, I started to read all these other books. And this, you know, these teachings go way back. This is nothing new. And I decided that from that point on, I wanted to take these lessons and put them into something fun something that was interactive, something that the masses could walk away with and say, oh, my gosh, I can see that my thoughts do create my reality. I'm responsible. And so eventually showed up as a board game called Shift. That's kind of the background on how I got to here. Well, so did you – well, before we get into Shift, but, but what, um, what shifted what in shifted? your life <laughs> – that um, that made you, I guess, open to. I mean, you know, you said you met this woman, but obviously, right. Right. if you if you weren't ready and open to making this shift of your own, um, taking in the course of miracles and all of that, that wouldn't have happened. Absolutely, I, I say that the one thing that you need to have to play shift to be in, to do any of these things is to have just a little bit of willingness, the willingness to see the situation differently, a willingness to show up differently, and. Um, I often will have people ask me, well, what was the one defining moment? You know, was it when, you know, was it when you fell off a motorcycle in the middle of a, I mean, there's so many things, or was it when you outran the cops, or was it when, there was a lot of different events that happened in my life, and there was never one thing that I woke up and said, oh my gosh, if I continue, I'm, I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 25, no doubt about it. That wasn't enough for me, it wasn't enough of a wake-up call. What kind of got to me was that this idea that I was responsible and that if I backed things up and I looked at my thoughts plus my belief about who I was, I would have a behavior that came from that, then it started to make sense. So if I was thinking that I wasn't good enough, then guaranteed I was at the bar buying the next round. Or if I knew that I was loved and whole and complete, I showed up very differently. And so for me, the big shift in my life, it wasn't immediate. What I often say is that working the mind, you have to work it out just like going to the gym. You work your mental muscles because for the most part, at least in my experience, I had conditioned myself to believe certain things over the course of my life. So I believed um, men will never be there for you. If you want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Um, I had all these limiting beliefs that were absolute fact because that's what I had experienced my whole life. There was nothing to show me otherwise. And so to recondition myself, to believe that things could happen otherwise, it took 
it's a process. I still do it every day. I still have opportunities to remind myself that if I want my outcome to be different, if I want to show up and have a life of joy and happiness, then I need to start shifting where I'm coming from in the first place. So does that answer it a little bit more, that it's kind of a process? So do you mean that even when you were in San Francisco, you were falling off motorcycles and running away? That was was on Van Ness. That was San Francisco. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There were plenty of uh, interesting stories. I mean, I I can have, you know, friends love to tell a story of when I walked into a neighbor's house thinking that it was my own and went to sleep in the bed that I thought was mine. And there was another girl in the bed told her to get out because, of course, I needed to go to sleep. This is my, my house. I mean, I was unconscious for many, many years. And I was so happy while you were making millions of dollars, yeah. you were still doing these drugs and, of and course. having this glamorous lifestyle. And, and glamorous, you know, if you, if you can call glamorous waking up and not knowing where you are, yes. Right, right. Um, but at some point, it, it started to, you know, I think that my belief that, you know, am I going to survive, I, I really don't think that that was, um, it didn't necessarily make it real for me, what what really started to click was when I realized that I could love myself. And people always tell you that, you know, to be in a relationship, you've got to love yourself first. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't realize that I could nurture myself, that I, that I could understand that I was whole and complete to start with and work from there. I pretty much, you know, I think I operated from my number one core belief was that I was not good enough. And so that not good enough showed up in being the total over- overachiever. You know, I was uh-huh. top salesperson, best student, and not good enough. You can either go that direction or you can just choose to give up and not make anything happen. And that was my way of feeling loved, was getting validation from outside of myself. And it was when I learned that I could do it within that things started to shift around me. Well, that's very interesting. Did you have any psychotherapy during any of this process? <laughs> or was it of course. Of <laughs> course. From probably, <laughs> I was in therapy forever since I was a kid, but um, what made a difference is when I started studying with Dorothy, it was action-oriented. It was no more about my story, which is very, you know, uh-huh. I, and I, at the time, you know, I loved my identity. I was Nikki Casanova. I was this, it was just, that's my story. And I started to learn that even if I want to sit and process that, so what? At some point, I need to let go of it and move on and take responsibility for what's showing up in my life. So, yes, I did do therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, before we give all the credit to A Course in Miracles. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not just A Course. I mean, I, I read all these different books. I mean, it's, it, it was a commitment I made to change my life. And it, it, took, it took a few years. I mean, and I wouldn't say that there's nothing that doesn't show up in my life today. Every single day there's something that gives me an opportunity to remind myself that, you know, I am complete. I am whole. Because it's, it's easy to get hooked. It's easy to, you know, find the triggers and, you know, forget your identity as being loved. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, when we come back, um, perhaps you can tell us about some of these things that, well, so, first of all, um, how and why you gave up all the, these multi-million jobs, dollar jobs, <laughs> um, to found this company and what you're hoping to do. Um, and uh, and we'll we'll come back with that. My guest today is Nicole Casanova. She is the CEO and founder of um, a company called Exponential Growth and Shift that 
put out shift. We'll hear more about what that game is. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on voiceamerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Nicole Casanova. She is the CEO and heart of um, a company that is creating that has created the game Shift. The company is called Exponential Growth. And just before the break, um, we were talking about the wild and wacky life <laughs> of Nicole before she um, before she realized <laughs> what. what? Transformed? <laughs> yes. Okay. Before she transformed, and um, you were—I was just about to ask you how. What made you? I mean, needless to say, that was a tremendous shift um, to go from making millions of dollars to starting your own company. And um, why don't you tell us what what you were thinking? <laughs> well, and, and let me let me clarify. I, I could have made the millions of dollars. Actually, I, I brought in millions. I was in sales, so I did very very well. 
a lot of that was in stock, and of course that went away. But yes, I did do well, and my Jewish mother would have loved for me to continue my executive high-paying job. But at the time, I was wondering, oh, I was wondering exactly what's my purpose here. I mean, I was making these big bucks, but at the end of the day, so what? And there was, I'm glad I'm getting a call. There was um, a part of me that was very interested in just bringing in the next deal. And that in itself was, you know, a hunger. It was excess. And it was me just being um, driven by something outside of me. So here I was studying all these things, realizing that I'm out of alignment. I'm making money, but at the end of the day, so what? And so I quit my job which was very interesting given that that was when a lot of people were losing their jobs. I left. Mm. And um, I spent the next, I left my job January 2001 and Shift, the board game, went on the market in November of last year. So mm. I spent a lot of that time in development. A good amount of that time was, you know, also enjoying my life. Um, but, we, but, when, but when you left your job, uh-huh. I mean, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or did you first figure that out? I knew that when I, when I quit, I wanted to take the content that w- was in all these books and condense it into something that was going to be fun and engaging because not everybody is going to sit down and read 100 books. I wanted people that were in a younger demographic. I mean, at the time, I think I was 25 years old. I wanted people that were in middle America, people that were not living in Boulder or Berkeley lighting incense. Uh I wanted them to have an experience of awareness that they truly are powerful and that they can change their lives just by shifting what they're thinking. So I knew that it wanted to be in a form that was going to be accessible and interactive. And probably maybe six months after quitting my job, it showed up as a game, as a board game. And from that point on, it was more about the development and making sure that, yes, it's got to be fun, it's got to be engaging, but the content, the dynamics, they all have to complement the the principles that we are explaining here. So, for example, trust moves us forward, doubt moves us back. Um, and I can go into how the cards work, but just sure, like you know, the ahead. basics of the game, the object of the game is to go from fear to love, and drop your defenses. And the game includes content from big thinkers. We've got content from Buddha and Gandhi and, you know, Lao Tzu, Martin Luther King, and then we had contemporaries like Marion Williamson, Byron Katie, like content. The fun part is that we then had a stand-up comedian lend content as well so that it would be funny. We wanted people to play this game and to have an experience where a week later then they start saying, oh, my gosh, I can see what I'm thinking. So that's kind of the basics behind the background of the game, the way um, the play works. We've got four different types of cards. And as I mentioned, trust moves you forward. Doubt's going to keep you stuck. There's two different dice that you'll roll. First one says trust and doubt. And if you roll trust, then you'll roll to see how many spaces you can move. So let's say trust and then five. You move up five spaces. For every Mm -hmm. spot you land on, there's a corresponding card. And if you get it right or take the action on it, you can move up one more spot. So, for example, these cards, um, the Step Into Their Shoes cards, these are the ones that the comedian kind of went to town with. They're this easy gimme cards, and you're supposed to decide, Step Into Their Shoes, is the person coming from love or fear? So, for example, um, here's one. Dreading commitment, 
Mark signs his Valentine's Day card to his girlfriend of three years with sincerely. Is he coming from love or fear? These are easy give me cards so that when he's coming from fear. And um, so those, those cards are real simple in that respect. Shift cards, they push you beyond your comfort zone, make you do something that you might not want to do. Um, they're interactive or they're introspective. So a shift card might be you're the pleaser. When was the last time you said no? Or maybe you're the anxious. Deal with someone tapping on the shoulder for a minute. The choose cards are the reason why we now have about 75 uh, affiliates that are life coaches, psychologists that are using the game because the choose cards are experiential. They're the ones that include the content from the big thinkers. So they'll have two statements, two opposing statements, and you are supposed to tell us which statement comes from love. So, for example, Carol, I'm going to give you a question. You'll have to answer it. Here are two statements. Tell me which one comes from love. And then you're going to have to apply it to your life during the last week. So the first statement is, I see only the past. Second statement is, I see only the present. Which, which statement would support you more? Which one comes from a place of love? Uh, the present. Exactly. Okay. Now, the reason why it's experiential is because now you're going to tell us, are you? You're going to tell us how you could have applied that to your life during the last week or how did that show up for you? And then you own the lesson, it grounds it. You have an example for us? So you have to, so you have to <laughs> sort of announce that to everybody yeah. who's playing the game? Is yeah. that it? Exactly. And that, that's what makes it real. So instead of this lesson just being, you know, something that's nebulous, now I have an experience for my own life that I can apply it to. So, um, you know, for example, I might have had, a, you know, a thing going on with my mother, for example, and I wanted to call her just because I knew that she had an interview at a new job and I specifically wanted to just keep it to that because I was interested in what's going on in her life and I didn't want to get into, you know, the upset that we had had a week prior. So I was able to just keep her focus on, you know, how did the interview go, Mom? So that might be my example of keeping it in present moment. Uh And then the last part is dropping your defenses. So we say that your defenses are what you do, not what you are. Your defenses are just your behavior. They are the things that keep you from your full potential. So that's why we want to acknowledge when we've been that defense and when we've been just the opposite. So when I say defense, I could be talking about you could be the procrastinator or the listening impaired or the controller or the conditional giver or the critic, but that's not who you are all the time. So you'd have to give me an example of a time when you've been, let's say, the controller and a time when you've been just the opposite. And there's a, a pretty hilarious explanation of the control. I think that one says, um, you're the type of person who'd hail a taxi and then say, move over, I'll drive. <laughs> and then you'd have to say, okay, well, when have I been the controller and when have I been just the opposite? And yeah. that's the game. The first person that makes it to love and drops all their defenses is the winner. And well, that, that really does sound very uh, interesting. But, but what happens, <laughs> I mean, when you, is the idea also for the people that you are playing with to sort of, I guess, during the game and after the game to kind of carry on with these discussions? Yeah, well, see, the game elicits conversation that would not happen otherwise. It's amazing in 45 minutes to an hour what you can get into, unless, of course, you are um, a group of women that have known each other forever with a bottle of wine, and then it could be three hours, (laughs) depending on how far you go into stuff. But because the game allows people to to kind of step out of themselves because of the nature of a game, it already sets us up as having fun. We now do workshops around this, and we 
go into companies and organizations. And we have had, for example, we had um, the director of sales for Wild Oats. We had him stand in front of all of his reports from around the country and drop his defenses in mm. front of them. And in terms of what that did for the trust in the room, they then had nine people come to the microphone and say what their biggest shift had been in the last year. So the game does open up conversations and get people talking about things. And even if you – you could be married for 20 years and the, the stuff that shows up yeah. completely you, – you would never have known about what's driving the other person. And it's great because it gets you to start understanding another person's perspective. You know, we were talking about on the break Korea – North Korea, yeah, and why they. I, I mentioned that I think one of the reasons why they have gone about doing this is because they're requesting attention. They want someone to listen to them, and part of what shift shows us is that all of us, our perceptions are our reality. And if we can start to step into someone else's shoes and start to see things from another perspective, then we can create connection. And unfortunately, what we've done with them is, you know, we've kind of at the wall, we've just created separation and we've completely forgotten communication. And I think that that's really what their their goal and intention is, is they really they need the rest of the world to listen, yeah, not that we're going to help. They've been asking for that for a long time and, uh, and, and escalating what they've been doing to try to get that people to talk and listen. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, well, and... and um, I guess that uh, that you talking about learning more about people uh, that you've been married to for a while. You apparently just got married, and I did. And congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. You see, actually, and, and maybe you could tell us how you brought that into your reality. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I do bring that up sometimes because I, I didn't even mention this to you, but I specifically wrote in. Um, probably maybe two, three years ago, I wrote down a sentence saying that men are responsible, committed um, beings that can show love and devotion, something like that. And I, I wrote that, and, and it wasn't just saying an affirmation and trying to make myself believe it, but I wanted to start having, shifting my mind around up until that point, I was very clear that, you know, a man will never show up for you. A man will never be there for you. And I consistently had that experience. I was really good at setting up that one. And so I wanted to have it be otherwise. And the man that I just married is, um, he actually, he perfectly fits the sentence that I wrote. He's committed. He's loving. He's devoted. He's responsible. He's all those things. And he happens to um, be Korean as well. <laughs> He's from uh, South Korea, and his name, ironically, means change in Korean, which is interesting given that I created a game called Shift. Yes. Did you <laughs> meet, which, which happened first? The game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you, you, you even brought that into your life. I manifested it. <laughs> I did a good job. Yes. Well, we'll talk more about uh, manifestation and uh, how you can all manifest things in your life that you would like that are positive. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest today is Nicole Casanova. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be talking more about about the challenge, actually, uh, that Shift is putting out to the world um, so that you can play this game, too, not not only literally, but uh, 
join the people who want to make a shift in their life before January 1st, 2007. So stay tuned. The Internet's premier talk radio station, VoiceAmerica.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free, with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter, is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice, sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Nicole Casanova. She is the CEO and heart of a company that has actually shifted its name as well from exponential growth to shift. And um, I, I would like you to, uh, before the break, you were telling us about some, giving us some examples, really good examples of how you manifested things in your own life um, by flexing your mental muscles and sort of making them happen. And I thought maybe you could give us some more examples of what you meant by, um, you know, when you said that that's what we need to do to make things manifest in our life, to change, to shift the way that we think and to shift what comes into our life or what our life becomes. 
Could you describe that again yeah, or in um, a little more detail? The example that I was giving before, or would you like a new one? No, no, a new one is fine. But just generally that process of of, um, flexing your mental muscles. Right. So when I I talk about making shifts, and I, what I, or a definition of what a shift might be is just the ability to see something different. It's being able to look at a situation and possibly see it in a new light. And one of the things that I'm, I don't know that we really defined, but the way we define love and fear in the game Shift and in our workshops for Shift is that love is open-mindedness, it's generosity, it's trust, it's willingness, and fear is upset and anger and my favorite judgment. And so when we're making a shift, it's can we shift from a place of fear of upset to a place of love? So, for example, um, you know, I, I might have something that's been going on recently and I need to just let go because at some point I have to let the other person have their experience. I can't be responsible for the way they're going to um, show up. So that's another example of being able to um, go into a situation is if you can step back and just give yourself the space to shift, then you have the ability to respond rather than react. Um, And so some other examples might be, you know, I have a, a new marriage and I could be very... I'm going to give you an example from this morning. <laughs> yes. So, um, Take us into your bedroom. What yeah, happened? I, I, was giving, I was expressly told never to talk about my relationship. But anyway. So, <laughs> well, we all won't tell. <laughs> so I was asked to MapQuest something last evening for my, my husband and didn't get around to it. And this morning I actually went and saw um, Stephen Covey in, in Denver and I had to leave very early. And my husband reminded me, by the way, you know, you never, I need you to print this out. And my instant reaction was upset. Well, I, I don't have time, lack. I don't have time. I've got to be out the door. I've got to make it all the way to Denver. You know, how, why didn't you ask me in this last night? I went into all the reasons why I couldn't do it and didn't have time. And went downstairs as I'm putting on my makeup, decided, okay, let me just shift and see. I have allowed myself space this morning. It didn't snow. I now have more time to get there. It would support him, and I was able to go print out the map for him and give it to him. Now, granted, he wasn't very nice when he was asking this morning, and I was able to say, you know what, honey, look, here you go. I did it, and um, I wanted us to start the day in, in, a, in a good, in a totally different energy. And my being able to make that shift totally shifted him. He was thankful. He was grateful. You know, honey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be, you know, such a jerk this morning. So... Yeah, that often happens is it, when one person can make the shift, shifts start happening around them. So that was this morning's. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that is a good example. And and what about just sort of in the long term, like you were talking about writing things down. I mean, what other ways do well, you... Well, this is a good way of, of bringing... Um, we can, you know, bring up the declaration that we were putting yes. out for shift. We um, actually have posted something, and we would love for people to send this to their friends. Um, we have an email that they can take and forward. We're asking people to declare their personal shift. So we're trying to get, we will get, one million people to make a shift. By and that was just a shift, folks. Did you, did you, <laughs> did you hear that? She just said I'm a believer. Right. <laughs> the universe hears what you say, yeah. and um, I can use the word try, and then I'll continue to try, <laughs> or I can state it as a positive and... It'll show up differently. So by January 
first, 2007, we are requesting one million people declare their personal shift. And the reason we're, we're interested in doing this is with the things that are going on in our schools, government, Katrina, I mean, around the world, Korea, there's so many ways for us to get hooked and feel like, oh, my gosh, I cannot make a difference. There's just It's too much, and I'm just one person. The truth of it is that we can all make a huge shift just by starting within. And we're asking people to come to the site and to tell us what declare their personal shift. And part of doing that, when you write something down, it's more likely to happen. And we um, are hoping that by having other people see exactly you know, what shifts we're all making, that it will raise the consciousness for all of us. And it will give us, you know, if you write it down and now a million other people see that you haven't made it happen, we're all going to call you on your shift. So <laughs> we'll keep you responsible. So what are the kinds of things that people have begun writing? What um, I, I've seen there's a lot of people are interested in um, making shifts in their career, in their work, in um, not just career but contribution. How are they showing up every day and what are they putting their time towards? Um, for example, the shift that I chose to make I decided that um, I would write in a gratitude journal every day. And the difference between a normal gratitude journal shift that I made was in this gratitude journal, I'm writing expressly about what I'm grateful for about myself, which in the past would have been impossible for me to do. I wasn't even able to accept compliments from other people. So for me to take every day to acknowledge what I'm grateful for about me is, is a huge thing for me. And at the end of the year or however long I continue to do it, I'll now have um, a tangible piece to look at that will show me how much I am loved. could be considered narcissistic, but I, I think for, <laughs> <laughs> given my, my past, it, it's in my mind impressive that I could come to a place where I could be grateful for myself. Well, yes, and obviously if, if we all did that, I mean if people did love themselves more and actually not just say that platitude, but um, thought more about it specifically and, and wrote it down, then there would be so much more love in the world as well because people would be, wouldn't be coming from the place of, of greediness or neediness or, you know, fear or, or um, exactly. jealousy exactly. And like, because they'd be feeling happy with themselves. Exactly. And, and the thing about gratitude, in terms of making a shift, gratitude is probably the quickest, most immediate way that you can quickly shift because it's impossible to be upset when we're giving thanks. You know, yes. it, when you, it just doesn't seem to, <laughs> they don't fit. Right. Being upset and being thankful for what we have. Right, that's true. So um, during the break you were telling me uh, that about how difficult it is for people when you have tried this for people to talk about the things that they're thankful for or grateful for in themselves? Oh, um, I think I was telling you more about, um, about that, that people, when they express oh, their gratitude. I know. Yes, yes. I, I did a little twist on this at Thanksgiving last year where I, I requested that we all go around and say not just what we're thankful for, but what are we thankful for about ourselves. And I don't know if it's um, us as Americans, our society, or what it is that makes us feel that we can't stand up in front of a room of people and appreciate ourselves. It was, it was very difficult. Some people felt much more comfortable thinking, 
you know, an experience or a situation or a person that was outside of themselves. It's just an interesting yes, way to look at things. Yes, it is interesting that um, I guess we're so fearful that people will judge, judge us and say, <laughs> yes, and say, uh, you know, you're thankful <laughs> for that or you're not all that or, mm-hmm. you know. And that, that's kind of what, when we're doing these workshops, what's fun is that you know how you've got a group of people around you that are acknowledging that you're you're on it, you're on target. And even if, you know, sometimes you're showing up as the controller or you're the, um, the busy bee or the drama queen, it's okay because that's not what you are all the time. What you are is love and truth and all these other these other um, constants, you know. So that's kind of the experience that people get when they do the workshops is they're able to walk out of there feeling like they've been acknowledged. There's a room full of people that have shared an experience where we all lay our, our, our cards on the table. We all are laying down our defenses and getting real clear on what's driving us and why we do what we do. So, Well, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like it, it's, important and a lot of fun. I mean, it sounds like it would. you were saying also about reaching younger demographics. I mean, it sounds like, they're, well, they're all, it's pretty much for all different populations at work or, or um, friends mm-hmm. or whatever, but, but also I could see um, teenagers who, yeah. um, you know, who for whom these concepts, like laying down defenses, are, would be an extremely difficult concept to do. Um, Unless it's yet, in a fun, fun way. And that, well, yeah, it does work. But I mean, I mean, I could see where in, in this kind of an environment that they would be more willing to do it uh-huh. as opposed to just sort of uh, um, Definitely. normal life. What, what amazes me, because when I think about who are our first, you know, the people that would be most interested in the game, I would think they're probably going to be people that, you know, they've read their self-help books or they're women or, um, you know, they're the Oprah demographic. And in mm-hmm. truth, we have... It's amazing. I'm here in Boulder, Colorado, and we have um, students on campus at CU that are male that are playing. And it blows me away that, you know, an 18-year-old guy could be playing with a group of his friends and mm-hmm. think this is fun and be willing to play, and, and they are. So it, it does work, it, and it, it gets people to have a lot of fun outside of them themselves without feeling like they've just you know, exposed a can of worms and are now threatened because everybody knows exactly why they do what they do. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Well, have you gone back to some of the... Oh, well, when we come back, you can tell us whether you've gone back to some of these groups and, um, you know, gotten feedback as far as how it has impacted the group dynamic on a long-term basis. But we'll have to save that for the uh, next portion of Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest today, Nicole Casanova... Uh, the CEO of the company Shift, and uh, stay tuned for the remaining portion of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The authority in Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Live in the green life with Kim Carlson. 
Echopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the green life with Kim Carlson. Broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on The Voice America channel. Live in the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Hosting Commander in Change, Empowerment Coach, and International Speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest is Nicole Casanova. We were just uh, figuring out how to save the world in between <laughs> during the break. We almost have it figured out. Um, her with Shift, The Empire, and me with my Coping with Terrorism book. Um, uh, before the break, we were talking, I was asking you about how whether you've gone back and done uh, follow-up studies to see whether how it affected group dynamics after people played the game shift. And to answer that, we are eventually there will be um, there will be an, a book specifically for shift. But additionally, there will be a shift business book that really takes a look at um, hopefully ten different companies with case studies to look at companies that were willing to make a shift and the before and after of, of how that has actually shown up. So that data is not yet in a format 
where we can put it out there. However, we do have, for example, there are mastermind groups. I know of one group that has been playing the game consistently for about seven months now, and they have about 12 people in their group, and they use the game to call each other on their shift. I mean, they are looking at what's keeping us from having everything we want in our lives, our full potential, and so they're really using the game as a tool that can get them to see exactly you know, what is it that's holding us back. And if we can release things and move past certain obstacles, then, you know, can we get to where we want? And they've been consistently using it for, for months. And I, from what I've heard, it's actually helping to create shifts within their relationships and their work. Hmm. That's very interesting. Yes, it will be, uh, it would be good to sort of see these case examples of, of, what actually happened to people so that because it is kind of difficult um especially if you haven't read uh some of these books and um you it, it all sort of seems like mumbo jumbo how does it work if you just think these things you know more positive thoughts or or make the affirmations um uh writing them down right. uh, visualizing them of course is part of it too um and, and it, it's, it, it does seem like it could sound um, like hocus pocus, and, and I bring that up. And the you can take a look at just a simple conversation that you have with somebody, and you can you know play a little game and say, okay, let's say you are already in conflict with someone. You know that there is a conversation that you need to have, and you're not really that excited or thrilled to have it, but you need to speak your truth and. You're thinking about what the outcome is, and if your outcome is a win, and we want to still be connected, we want to be able to, you know, make this stuff happen together. Then, when you're talking to this other person, you can just play the game right then, and you can say, "Okay, if my intention is to have us walk away from this conversation and be connected, and we're going to move forward, and we're going to get the work we need to get done, how do I need to show up with this person? I need to listen to them. I need to be open to their experience." I mean, you know, so it's not that much of of hocus pocus. It's it's the day to day of how are we showing up with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, why don't you, um, since the we're coming to the close of the show, um, why don't you tell people how they can, where they can get the game, and how they can participate in declaring their shift before January first, okay. two thousand and seven. Okay, fantastic. Well, let me just tell you that, that Shift as a company it provides tools like Shift the Game and other services just like our Shift workshops that empower people to shift and live their best lives. So the game is available in retailers like Wild Oats, and we are sold through um, Deepak Chopra's Wellness Centers. We're in places like Strand, the bookstore in New York, Tattered Cover in Denver, Boulder Bookstore. There's probably 40 retailers, and if you're interested in going to pick it up out of retail, you can go to our site and see the list of the retailers that we have. You can also get the game at our website, and I can I can tell you that in a, another second. And then um, you're also able to get the game from other um, affiliates that are selling the psychologists. And we are doing workshops that are throughout the nation, and um, we'll be listing those on our website. So you can come back to our website and take a look. There's a lot of different things going on. But the thing that we're most interested in having people do presently is we'd really love to have people declare what their personal shift is. So we are asking for people to come to our site, which is 
www.shiftshiftthegame.com, and you can look on our homepage, and there's a box that says Declare Your Personal Shift. We're asking people to write down what personal shift, what are you going to shift within yourself, within your life, before before January 2007, and... Commit to it. Write your name, write where you're from, write the date. And we are hoping that we'll be able to get one million people to actually make a personal shift and, and shift our, our world with it. And um, so that's, that's the, the game. is available on the website. We want people to declare their personal shift. And the only other thing I, I would mention is um, if you have any listeners that are in the Bay Area, we will be doing a workshop at um, the World Wellness Weekend, which is open to the public. It's in San Jose, and um, I will be speaking on November 4th there, and we'll be exhibiting as well. So if anyone wants to experience it firsthand, they're welcome to come to the World Wellness Weekend in San Jose. And be sure to tell her that uh, you heard her on Carol sent you. Dr. Carol's <laughs> couch. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, so I'm really excited. I can't wait to see how many of your listeners come through and tell us, declare their personal shift. They're going to go to shift the game and tell us, what can and, you make? What, what little thing can you shift? Now, now, I know this is only the beginning of it, and you started it actually um, uh, at the end of September. The International Day of Peace was September 21st, and that's when you started this. Um, but have so far, have most of the shifts that people have been declaring Personal ones, um, yeah, or or things in for world peace or something. No, it, it's a, it's we are we are asking people to make a shift within themselves first, because we believe that that will then it will transfer to the world around us. If our thoughts yeah. create our reality, and if our thoughts affect others, if we are able to start making a shift to improve our lives within our own experience, then that's going to have an effect on everyone around us. So the, the so the shift yeah. that people are making is, you know, well, I, I really want to get more involved in um, volunteering. I, I want to be involved in Habitat for Humanity. I mean, that could be seen as as world peace, yes, but, um, you know, it, it could be as simple as I want to take more time for myself. You know, mm-hmm. I want to create space for me to exercise five times a week, and that's not really about anyone else, but at the end of the day, when you feel better about yourself, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reflect. Yes, it's going to affect the whole world. Absolutely. Well, maybe you should um, uh, send about oh, I don't know how many of these games over to North Korea. <laughs> you need to translate. Actually, have you been thinking have we about translated yet? No. <laughs> you need to translate the game <laughs> into all different languages. But I guess that'll be next year, right? You just that, have to write that yeah. down. I will translate. <laughs> This game will be translated into 100 different languages by 2008. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I will write that down, and we will actually, we'll have the booster boxes for the teen version and the kids version and the Spanish version, and then eventually, you know, the Korean version. (laughs) Well, yes, that's right. You'll need uh, Shift 2 for people after they've been playing Shift (laughs) 1 long enough. Well, I want to thank you very much um, for being a guest on my show, and I think that uh, it was this shift was an antidote to um, the way that people are feeling in the world uh, right now with um, with well everything. Everything. From terrorism well, my to, my belief uh, is that if we put more energy on what is working, what's going right, 
and we look at that, what we put our attention to expands. So, you know, let's start to focus a little bit more on on the good stuff, and hopefully that will, will create more of it. That's my my hope. Well, yes, I certainly... I mean, you know, obviously as a psychiatrist, I do have to say that we do need to understand the bad stuff yeah. <laughs> before. But, yes, obviously... Um, I totally agree with this one person at a time shifting will shift the consciousness of the world. So thank you again, Nicole Thank Casanova. you very much. Thank you. The, the website again um, where you can get the game and where you can write down what you want to shift before January 1st, 2007. The website is shiftthegame.com, S-H-I-F-T, thegame.com. So um, I hope we were able to shift your day today and uh, get you to make a commitment to shift more of your life. So thank you for listening. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and you've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.